everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have Professor Samuel Capelli of the Capelli Group, which is a domestic violence and anger management and mental health agency. This agency was originally established in 2004 by Professor Capelli. He is a clinical hypnotherapist and also specializes in anger resolution. His agency is licensed with the state of Texas, and their purpose is to provide community outreach education to aid in reducing high-risk activities and violent behaviors and to promote healthy decision-making skills. Their primary goal is teaching others awareness of unhealthy thoughts and actions. They specifically instruct and teach participants to change unwanted behaviors. They promote the discouragement of domestic and intimate partner violence and foster the importance of victim safety and most significant accountability and responsibility. They strongly collaborate with family courts, probation departments, and other state and federal agencies to help abolish family violence, and unhealthy decision-making. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Shalanda, for inviting me into your program. I, I want to thank all your listeners for listening. We're going to have a good time today. Yes, sir. Yeah, and thank you for joining us. What I like to do is start with what I call the first five. These are five questions that all guests are asked. And the first question is, what drew you to this career? A lot of things have driven me to this career, Shalanda. I, I have been driven to this career by just a sense of us wanting to be advocates for changes, behaviors. I have been a an emergency medic for the past 24 years. Although I'm already retired, it did prompt me to want to continue helping, not just in the physical sense of trauma, but now we have a mental trauma and a lot of people that come through my clinic, patients that come in with uh, battering uh, syndromes or women that come in here battered, abused. I have drug addiction. I have uh, DWI, uh, people that have addictions to alcohol and other drugs. These are things that, that inspire me to want to continue helping our community and, and anyone that wants the help and they walk in through our doors. My inspiration is my patients. Mm. Okay. So speaking of your patients, what impact do you hope to make? The impact that I would like to make on the patients is change your thinking, change your life. We help individuals change the way they think, their perceptions. We help them understand universal laws. We help them understand how their behaviors impact society and those that they love and they live with. These are things that are very important. And that is what I want to impact every patient that walks into my door with. Excellent. Yeah, we definitely need that. Everything is thrown at us. There are a lot of distractions. We have all this technology, which I love, but it has brought on a lot of stress for people. Also, you know, the increase in the cost of living and 
all these things have added to our stress levels. And I see a lot of people acting out in anger and suffering from anxiety. So I really admire what you're doing. Thank you, Shalanda. There is a technology has played a big role in, in some of the way we have been paradigmed and some of the way we have been conditioned. And of course, we know a lot of these things on on TV, on the internet, there is a lot of negativity out there. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we are, we are programmed to be negative. Yes, definitely. Now think about everything you know regarding the path you have chosen. In retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything? I would not do anything different, mm-hmm. Shalanda. I, I will continue doing what I do because we change a client, a patient, we change the world one patient at a time, and that is not a cookie-cutter system. So yeah. we need to look at this individual as a whole, as a holistic person. So I cannot change anything there. I have to continue impacting and interjecting into them the education, the awareness, the things that they need. So for me to do anything different, I would be doing my patient a disfavor. Mm. Now, tell us what trends you see within your specialty. There, you know, these trends have been going on for a long time and they're really not trends Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, we have battering that has been going on for years and Mm -hmm. centuries. I think since the time of of, uh, when the world began, as long as there's been couples, there's been abuse. They're Mm -hmm. not really trends. The thing, what happens is that we start focusing on one topic versus another and it seems to be that we start to put more light on one mm-hmm. uh, depends on what's going on in the movies out there what's going on on television mm-hmm. these kind of things prompt us to start paying attention to certain things and ignore other things so we need to remember that all issues in mental health if they're not healthy are trends because we live in a society with nothing but trends so mm-hmm. we cannot see each a, a we cannot discriminate with one trend. So I don't see trends in that way. I see that all things that are occurring to people's unhealthy behaviors and decision-making skills, that has been a trend in their lives for a very long time. So we want to change that. Yes. And we're going to talk about that, changing the unwanted behaviors and the thought process. Thought process has a lot to do with our behaviors as well. Yes. And what advice would you like to offer listeners? Well, one advice I would like to offer the listeners is they need to understand that choices, choices dictate their lives. Mm. So in order for them to make good, healthy choices, they need to really evaluate their happiness, really evaluate their life, evaluate where they're at right now in order for them to sit down and make a conscious decision to say, I am not doing too well. I am unhappy. There's something going on. The advice I give is evaluate what you are doing, how your life is going, sit Mm -hmm. down, look at it, and then make a conscious decision to make change. If people, we have heard this term a lot of times that people are afraid of change. Yes. And, and, and to make that statement correct, people are not afraid of change. We have been changing every day. Technology has changed since yesterday from today. We were not afraid when we woke up this morning. I probably have one gray hair more today than I did yesterday, but I was not afraid of that when I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. But we are afraid of changing. Yes. You know, we're not afraid of change. We're afraid of changing. So one advice for our listeners is 
what do you want to change in your life? What do you really want to change? We need to look at certain laws, like the law of mentalism states, what do you really want out of life? And that's what we need to ask ourselves. Yes. Yeah. I know organizational psychology and change management teaches us that people are resistant to change. And you also brought up a good point about evaluating our lives. And that's one thing I teach people in goal setting is evaluate your goals. Yes, we have a goal to, let's say, write a book or by the end of the month, but you have to evaluate how realistic your goals are and also evaluate the purpose of the goal and how it will serve others. Yes. You know, the goals, actually, when we want to look at these goals to, to teach people on goals, the way, the way I teach the goals in, in, here with my patients in the clinic is they have to have a very smart goal. And yes. I mean smart, I mean S-M-A-R-T, the goal has to be a very specific goal. Mm-hmm. It has to be a measurable goal, an attainable goal, a realistic mm-hmm. goal, and it has to be timed. We need right. to have a time on it where we can say, at this time on this date, I will be here. I will not think negative. This will be my goal. It will happen. So the goal has to be smart. It has to be very specific. It has to be very measurable, mm-hmm. attainable, realistic, and timed. Yes. Definitely. Now let's talk about relationships because you do specialize in the anger resolutions and you work a lot with people who've come to you because of bad decisions they've made in regard to their relationships. Can you tell us how to spot toxicity in a person before they even start a relationship with someone? The, the very first toxicity we want to look at, there, there's, there's many different forms of toxicity, but the very first toxicity that displays itself in a relationship, uh, Shalanda, is the toxicity of power and control. Mm. And this is something where an individual may want to exert their power on their partner, telling them, I don't like that shirt. Why don't you put another one on? It looks nicer on you. They, they sugarcoat their power and control. Mm-hmm. And what starts to happen is, the other partner starts to fall for it and go, okay, I'll, I'll go change my shirt. And we start mm-hmm. training each other to, to have a power and control struggle yes. without even realizing that this is happening because usually in relationships, this happens in the honeymoon stage of the relationship mm-hmm. where there is abuse of power and control, but it is not seen because there's a lot of dopamine in that brain going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of chemicals mm-hmm. going on that blind a relationship. And so, the power and control is a very toxic element to the relationship. Mm-hmm. The, the power of words is also very toxic when, when they minimize the partner by calling mm-hmm. them pet names and, and things that minimize mm-hmm. the partner. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these are things that are toxic as well in relationships. Yes. Yeah, because we, we, tr- we teach people how to treat us. So when these rules... Basically, these unspoken rules are established in the beginning of a relationship. It basically sets the foundation for the rest of the relationship. It sure does. You know, it's not only setting the foundation for the rest of the relationship, but it's setting a foundation that has cracks in it. 
Mm. That, that has unstable cracks in it, and we don't even notice the cracks. They're so tiny because the relationship's so it's so big and, and so fresh and so honeymoon stage. Mm-hmm. We don't see these tiny little cracks until we hit the detail stage. This is the stage right after the honeymoon where now I notice the abuse, and I don't like it. But I have been training you to abuse me for so long, mm-hmm. it's so hard to make the changes now. Wow. So speaking of hard to make the changes, how does someone get out of an abusive or unhealthy relationship safely? To get out of the unhealthy, abusive relations safely, we always want to have victim safety as the number one goal. So we don't want the the victim per se, if she's in a battering relationship, we don't want her just to leave. We want her to, we want them to make plans. We want to take our time, evaluate, when am I going to leave? How am I going to get documents? What am I going to take with me? If I don't know how to speak English, I'm going to learn to speak English. If I don't know how to work, I'm going to go find a, a place to start getting some work skills and life skills. And so it, this takes time in order to leave a, a, a relationship that has been established for a long time. Mm-hmm. It takes time because we want to keep them safe in a relationship that is new that is fairly new and, and you see the signs and symptoms of a toxic mm-hmm. relationship, the abuse, you want to just put the boundary up immediately and say this, I will not accept, I will not give permission, I will not give consent to this type of behavior in my life. And this is where you draw the line mm-hmm. and you step back from that relationship. Yes. And that applies also to people who seem to find themselves in unhealthy relationships on a regular basis too, I think, is to, they need to learn how to draw the line somewhere. Yes, a lot of people do not know how to be assertive without coming across as mean or coming across as rude. Assertiveness takes a skill. It takes practice. It does. So, yeah, it takes a lot of practice. And a lot of times when you're assertive, people will come across and think that you're a mean person. And actually right. you're being assertive because you are not giving permission to be minimized. You are not giving permission to have somebody else violate your rights, your emotions. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we've talked about spotting toxic people and getting out of unhealthy relationships. Now let's talk about the abusers. How can they change their unwanted behaviors? Cause I know when I worked with the abusers, when I was um, working in family therapy, a lot of them expressed not liking themselves when they got to a certain point in their anger Now, how do you work with people and teach them how to change those unwanted behaviors? The way we want to teach people to change unwanted behaviors is there's an element to this whole change of behavior is we want to teach the batterer, the abuser. We want to teach them how to think and not what to think. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in these programs, they tell them what to do, how they were supposed to act, why they did this. And that doesn't help them. Mm-hmm. When you teach a person how to think, how things work, the the mind's ability, the neurology of the brain to make and process decisions, once they understand this, and this has a lot to do with culture as mm-hmm. well, different cultures have different variations of 
machismo, power and control. So we want to teach them how to think, how their decisions affect their loved ones. And not only that, they have to love themselves first. Yes. That is the only way they're going to learn to make the changes in their life is to accept who they are. So when you do this with, with the batterers, when we work with them, it has to be in a very non-judgmental forum. We want to be very direct and we want to be very confrontational, but without violating their rights, without violating their, their, their emotions. And we want to give them the respect they deserve, but at the same time, teach them how to think, not Mm -hmm. what to think. Mm, Yes. Now let's, let's dig a little deeper into anger. What types of techniques do you use? for people who are learning to change those behaviors. A lot of times I see people act out in anger and violence. And so how do we work with those people who, who just soon as uh, they hit a stressor in life, then they react out in anger and violence. How do we work with someone like that? You know, uh, the way I work with them here in the clinic is we, we, we're very, uh, innovative in our teachings because we involve a medical model we involve a psychological model as well as a neurological model Mm. and so when we when we teach the anger person the anger client or patient that comes into the clinic Mm -hmm. we're, we're teaching them the rules of anger three major rules that they can follow these three major rules are okay but in order for them to follow rule number one they got to understand how their brain works as far as emotions mm-hmm. in the limbic part of the brain, how that emotional part of the brain affects them chemically, physically, neurologically, and how these neurons transport this exciting uh, emotions and, and they are not able to control it because they cannot follow rule number one, which is be quiet, shut your mouth so that mm-hmm. you can learn to think and allow the neocortex of the brain to begin stimulating thought stimulating facts of thought, stimulating consequences of thought. So when the the patient starts to understand how this works, he starts to understand, wow, I didn't know that this happened in the body and how these chemicals work and Mm -hmm. what is happening to me. I didn't know that was happening to me. So once Mm -hmm. they understand the different models and approaches, they're able to tackle their emotions a little bit better but not only that we we want to teach them not just the anger and the rules of of staying quiet to stimulate some parts of the brain that happen neurologically without us even knowing we want to also teach them to understand their surroundings and to have what we call pre-awareness before they get into a situation yes definitely and i know i was speaking i was speaking with someone before and we were talking about recognizing in ourselves certain signs and signals because it's not the same for everyone. And so that's an important thing too, just like you said, is to recognize the different signals basically and things going on in our environment that might evoke the anger response. Yes, you know, the signals are are across the board quite the same for everyone because we're Mm -hmm. human beings. We all have a brain. We all have a limbic system, a neocortex. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the signals are there. What triggers the signals, what triggers the signals is our operant conditioning, our surroundings. Mm -hmm. 
our our upbringing uh, that we see my mom and dad become angry people all the time. Well, that's a learned behavior. They don't understand that this is something they have learned and it has become such a normal paradigm that they exhibit this without even understanding that it's an anger issue or they don't see that it's a setup for anger. Right. Yeah. So we teach great. them the culture, we teach them mm-hmm. the thought, we teach them the the events that occur within the mind mm-hmm. and this helps them understand. Right. Yes, definitely. Now, would you like to add anything else before I do our quote of the week? Yes, I just wanted to add that we are anger management uh, management uh, anger therapists. We have the battery intervention. We are licensed with the state of Texas for our DWI education intervention you know uh, shalana we even have a victim impact panel that we hold so that we can bring in a a, a victim to talk to the batterers to let them know the effects that they have had on the family and on their loved ones wow Uh, yes and i just want to add that in order for us Mm -hmm. to make changes we have to go and find a place that will teach us how to think and not Mm -hmm. cookie cutter our treatment and our right. and, and, and our um, clinical treatments w- within ourselves, we c- we cannot just accept cookie cutter things. We want to mm-hmm. look at uh, counselors and therapists, psychotherapists, and make sure that they help us make the change. Yeah, excellent. Now, our quote for this week comes from an unknown author, and he or she says, "When you can't find the sunshine, be the sunshine." That quote of the week? Yes. It's a, it's, it, you want to be the sunshine, but if you cut your chains of reasons, mm-hmm. your prison will disappear. Our chains of reasons are our past. We cannot live in two mm-hmm. places at once. Right. I cannot live in the past, and I cannot live in the now. If I cut my chains of reasons, my excuses, I will see the sunshine. Yes, definitely. Thank you for that. Now, as we close, will you tell us how to contact you? Yeah, sure. You can contact us, the Capelli Group. We're in El Paso, Texas. You can contact us at 915-799-0614, or you can log on to our website, thecapellegroup.com. You will see all of our programs there, or you can give us a call. Again, 915-799-0614. You can ask for... Sandra Capelli, my wife, who is the administrator and runs the office, or you can ask for uh, Dominic Capelli, who is also assistant administrator and is also my son who helps run the office. We will look into any of the issues that you may have, and you contact us to help you change your life. Okay, excellent. Well, I would like to thank you for your time once again, and you enjoy the rest of your day. Shalana, thank you very much. We, we, uh, We appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com. Shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest. And don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.